Hello, friends. This is Jen Schultz, your host of the Leader in She podcast, coming at you today talking about something that probably is one of the most overlooked components of leadership, yet arguably the most important thing that we can do as leaders. And yep, I am talking about rest and the importance of rest and how we can how we can rest and why we need to do that to be better leaders. So as you're listening, turn up those headphones. If you're in your car, if you're walking, if you're snuggled up with a blanket, grab your favorite warm beverage. We are going to dive into this concept and I hope it resonates with you, gives you some good feedback and assurances to what you are doing. Share it with a friend or a loved one who needs to hear this message. And here we go. Rest in leadership. All right, so here we go. John Maxwell says this about rest. If you know John Maxwell, he is an incredible leader and author, talks about many, many components in leadership. Some of his best books, uh, Leader Shift, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, and many, many more. He's just really the guru in leadership. And he says this about rest. Resting allows you to rediscover the enthusiasm and energy you have for the work you do and the purpose you fulfill. If recovery is for the body and reflection is for the mind, then rekindling is for the heart. A leader needs all three to be effective. And oh, that just spoke to my heart, especially now as so many of us in leadership are in the trenches, buried in the trenches, and just being bombarded with all of the things. And it feels like, at least for me as a leader, that the last thing I have time for is rest, right? The to-do list is growing. The pressures are mounting. There is so much work to be done and so very, very little time to do that. Raise your hand if that applies to you. I pretty much think that's anyone. And remember, whether you are a leader with your team, with your work, with your organization, at your church, the leader of your home as a parent, really, truly for our definition here, leaders are anyone that inspire and empower those around them and work with people. And gosh, you guys, that's most of us. We do tend to put a lot of the focus on women in leadership, but if you are a gentleman on here, this is definitely going to apply to you as well, probably even more so maybe um, in a lot of ways, but it is something that we just need to talk about. So leaders, simply put, we cannot perform our best if our brains, hearts, and our bodies are not fully rested. And I know that being the leaders that all of you are, doing our best for the people that we are honored to be able to serve is always, always our goal. And oftentimes we burn ourselves out or we do too many things and try to be all things for all people. And that is not healthy leadership that does not serve ourselves well. And it certainly does not serve the people that we are trying to inspire and empower. So Anne Lamont says this, almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, including you. And I'm like, oh gosh, like... I am guilty of that. I am not very good at unplugging and I tend to go Mach 100 with my hair on fire. I know there's fellow leaders out there that can relate to that, but it made me think. So this week we had a personal 
friend who um, passed away very unexpectedly and very early. And I've been thinking about this. And some of you that are listening know the person that I'm talking about. Um, She was a community member. Um, I was blessed to have her kids in school and to work with her husband and just somebody in our community that did a ton of work with nonprofits and volunteering and, you know, lived life very fully and contributed to others and led in a lot of, a lot of ways. And unfortunately had a heart attack, um, at the young age of 49. And so I started to just do a ton of personal reflection. And as cliche as that sounds, to think about these types of things, it almost takes a tragedy like that to give us a slap in the face almost and to remind us about what is most important in life and why we cannot continue to push, 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 push and take time to reflect. Now, I'm not saying that this person did that, but it just makes you take some time to reevaluate your life. So I hope that wherever you are, um, that if anything, this episode gives you permission to pause, to hit the pause button and do some reflection and maybe some realignment. I know I had to do that and to think what is most important? How can I still achieve my goals and strive to be the best leader that I can be in my professional and my personal life? That includes being a mom and a wife as well and serving the people that I'm so honored to work with in so many ways professionally, but also to keep alignment and to do that in a way that's healthy and that models those healthy expectations so that the people I serve know the importance of that too. So it it led me into research because if you know me, I'm such a data nerd and a research nerd and I love reading. And when things happen that feel out of my control, my anxiety kicks in. I'm actually going to share this episode on my other podcast, The Anxious Badass. So if you know somebody or you yourself experience anxiety, I would encourage you to hop over and check that one out. This one is going to be shared on both platforms. But when I when something feels out of my control or um, scary or frustrating, the best way that I can deal with that personally is to just dive in and do some research and to figure out what action steps I can do. So I um, did some research and I looked at a study that was conducted by the World Health Organization and working long hours, right? So I thought about, okay, how can we, how can we address this issue of rest? And I found that working long hours has increased this occupational health risk that has actually killed hundreds of thousands of people each year. I think it was like almost 750,000 people each, each year pass away and it's related to long hours at work. Holy moly. Like let that, let that set in a second. Not only are the long hours taking us away from time with our loved ones while we are here, but it's also shortening our lifespan with the people that we love the most. I don't know about you, but when I read that statistic, I was like, holy crikeys, this is not okay. Um, It talked about people who actually work 55 hours or more each week actually have an estimated higher risk. It's 35% more of a stroke and a 17% increased risk from dying from heart disease compared to people who actually just did the normalized, well, the United States normalized 35 to 40 hours in a week. I won't even get into what some other countries do for their work weeks and their vacation times and all of that type of stuff. That's that's probably like 
not only a whole nother podcast episode, but maybe a whole nother series. So friends, I know I'm guilty of this. I know that I go to work and I pour into work and then often I'm bringing my bag with me and I'm on my computer or I'm checking emails. So even if I'm not physically at work, I'm actually spending way, way, way more time working or thinking about work than the 35 to 40 hours a week. And yes, I'm an educator. Yes, some would argue that there are times in the summer where it's a little less busy, and that is a thousand percent true. Um, but I also, from an educator standpoint, and I know my fellow educators would give me like a high five, amen to this. We are working year round, um, and often there are weeks when it's you know significantly even more than fifty five, and that is not a badge of honor, educators and other people that we need to wear. But um, we just need to own that and figure out how can we balance that out a little bit. There actually was some research too that talked about just between 2006, or I'm sorry, 2000 and 2016, the number of deaths from heart disease from working long hours actually increased by 42%. You guys, 42%. And that was from 2016. This study doesn't even have any data from this last year. We know with COVID-19 and how that pandemic continues to go on. And some of the things that came out of that were increased telework and we're all on Zoom and we're all doing this, which in a lot of ways makes things easier and simple, but it also gives us more access to each other and less boundaries. It, it increases our workload. We feel like we are constantly attached to our phones and our computers, and we're actually finding that most people are working more hours than what they ever had before. And we all know the increased pressure and the stress and um, staff shortages and just all of the layers of complexities that have come with these past few years. Most people in their jobs are being asked to do more with less. A lot of companies have downsized due to you know a variety of things. And let's just name this, probably most industries, definitely in the education field and the medical field, I would, I would say healthcare, there are a lot more opinions <laughs> being floated around, more critical eyes, maybe some uninformed opinions, some loud voices with some just really, I don't even know how to put into words the things that people in the world right now are spewing out, uh, whether that's on social media or, or whatnot, but there is, oh, there's in a lot of ways an increase of kindness and grace, but in a lot of ways there's the other extreme as well. And that can become heavy. So when you think about all the things that are being pushed on you as a leader, it's a lot, it's a lot. And the stress and the workload and the lack of time and space and being asked to do more with less and all the things that we mentioned can be incredibly hard to handle. And the stamina to maintain the pace that we are going is not sustainable. It's just not. And so one of the things that we can do is we can complain or whine about it. And you know me, that never solves any problems. We can advocate. That definitely helps. There are many things that we can control, and unfortunately, there are many things that we cannot control. But one of the things that we can control is how we react to our situation. And at the end of the day, we have all the control in the world for that. It might not be easy, 
And there are some options that are better than others. And we all have different options and different circumstances, but there are things that we can do. One thing I think that we can agree on as leaders, it is a ton of work. And what we need to do is to give ourselves permission to step away, to recharge, to unplug ourselves and to plug ourselves back in, right? We think of our cars, our cars can only go on a tank of gas. And after the tank runs out, you have to stop to refuel. We need to do that to ourselves as leaders and we need to be more intentional about refueling our souls and our hearts and our bodies and our minds and our brains before we are running on fumes. And I'm saying this to myself just like everybody else. So in a lot of my podcast episodes or if you follow me on social, you will hear me say a lot of things over and over, things that I try to do and to model because I know it just helps me to feel better, to deal with these types of things that we as leaders um, are blessed to be challenges to overcome. You'll hear me talk a lot about mindfulness and exercise, doing something every single day, 30 minutes. We know that that's going to help you. Eating right, right? The food we put in our bodies directly impacts our mood and our energy and our mental focus. That all matters. Getting outside, we know that matters. Sunshine, establishing healthy boundaries, saying no. I talk a lot about gratitude journaling and being thankful and having intentional fun and mindset and all of those things. And all of those typical suggestions do work and they definitely help um, in many, many ways. And I, if that's not part of your routine, I'm going to encourage you to listen to some other episodes where we talk about those things and break down those things and why they're important and just be intentional about that. But the thing I want to focus on today is just the rest piece. Rest is probably the single most important thing that we need to do to be effective leaders. And I would probably say it's the one thing that's most overlooked, undervalued, and maybe not done as effectively as we can. First and foremost, we know that sleep plays a huge, huge role in how we lead. It plays a role in our physical health and our mental health and our emotional health. And we know if we're not physically healthy, right? If we're, if we're truly physically sick, we can't perform our job as well. And sleep impacts that. There's a ton of research, if you're, again, like a nerd like myself, about brains. And they have actually done studies of brains with people who don't get as much sleep, the seven to 10 hours, depending on what you need, of sleep. There are people that say that, oh, I only need four hours of sleep or five hours of sleep, or they get even less than that. There are actual studies where they do scans of the brain and when you look at the brain of people who get the required amount of sleep and you compare it to the brain of the people who don't get the required amount of sleep, it actually can show um, early signs of dementia, Alzheimer's and aging and the brain actually looks physically older. And we know that as you age your brain, right, we need to keep that mentally sharp and it just doesn't work. The brain of a 90-year-old is often not the same as a you know, 30-year-old. And we know, we know that. And so sleep plays a big part of that. I'm going to challenge you not just eight hours of sleep, but as much uninterrupted sleep that you can get. So some things that help with that, keeping the light um, away. So like a lot of us sleep with our phones or um, other lights, those things are not good. In fact, being on your phone before you go to bed, make it a rule to help yourself get better sleep that you are not going to be on your phone the hour before bedtime or not 
watching TV an hour before bedtime. One of the things that I find helps me is there's some 10 minute yoga things and I use um, Beachbody On Demand. I've got a subscription to that and, and use that for lots of other things, but there's some meditation and there's some bedtime yoga. You can YouTube it, you can Google it. There's apps on there. Headspace is another app that I use, but just giving yourself time to do those things and then to just lay in bed and do some breathing, set some intentional breathing to calm your body and mind and put all of those lights away. Room darkening shades help. Um, if you're a mom of teenagers like I am and you're leading a home with teenagers, this can be a challenge because I work very early in the morning. I get up at about five and I'm on the road by 6.30 and teenagers have a different sleep cycle and they're busy with sports and weekends are hard and they're coming home and I'm the mom that wants to go to bed early, but I also don't sleep as well until I know all my all my birds are in the nest. And so I often ask my kiddos to wake me up when they get home, which I will probably not stop doing, but that impacts sleep. And I know that when they happen. So having those honest conversations with your family about the value of sleep and modeling that for your teens. So that's something that I've had to do because sleep is also important for teens. And yes, their sleep cycles are different, but there also is a significant Oh, um, some significant challenges with high school kiddos not getting the amount of sleep that they need, which leads to a whole slew of mental health things. Um, so sleep is important. Make sure that you're doing that. Um, one thing that you can do to rest that I found that's helped me is have a resting spot. So maybe it's a place in your home. Maybe it's a favorite chair where you can dim the lights, where you can turn on some quiet music. Maybe it's in your backyard. My husband has a swing that we bought him for Father's Day that he can just go and sit and like rest his eyes or just look in the backyard and just have some time to rest. For me, I love to be able to go to Lake Michigan. We're about five minutes from Lake Michigan and I can just go and hop in my car and sit and just sit in my car and look at the lake or go sit in the sand. And I will do this. We live in Michigan, so the weather can be crazy. I will even do this in the winter. There's just something beautiful about being outside, shutting all of the noise and the outside distractions and just having a spot. But if you can have a designated resting spot that you can go to, that's going to help your brain to recognize that spot. So there's something about when I turn that corner um, looking at Lake Michigan that I immediately feel this calming effect. And it is because I've done this so many times that my brain and the, the neural pathways in my brain actually now recognize that as a calming, safe space. That is a safe space that I can go to, that I can rest and I can rejuvenate. We do this with students in my building. Actually, we have a, a calming, safe space that's right across from my office that's got some pillows and some Christmas lights that are just on that are dim and quiet. And we are actually teaching students, which is so exciting to me, when they ha are feeling dysregulated or stressed or anxious or whatever, to be able to come to the safe space and to sit and just to give them time and space and permission to do that. And I think... What a powerful gift that we can give to our youth growing up to be able to stop and recognize that we need time time to rest. The other tip that I've learned is to schedule it. Schedule this resting time every single day. You are worth it. Our calendars are filled. And if your calendar looks like mine, it's color-coded with all the different things with school and work and kids and all the stuff, appointments. And I know as leaders, there's a lot to manage. Scheduling the time for you to rest is important, whether that's meditating or just going to your spa or 
Um, I have a sleep alarm on my phone. If you have an Apple watch, you can set bedtime alarms um, so that it reminds you that it's time to go to bed, but really just being intentional about rest. And I know that sounds silly, but that's going to help you to be the best leader that you can be. Be sure to unplug, turn off the phone, shut the computer. Don't check your email after a certain time. I'm learning, especially as an educational leader, there are certain times where emergencies happen and they need my attention. And then there's other times that it can wait. We don't have to answer everything instantly right away. I think one of the challenges with COVID is that we all have been so close to our computers and Zoom and, you know, can say, hey, let's hop on a Zoom for a meeting and talk about this. And that's wonderful and amazing in a lot of ways, but that has become our fallback. And we almost expect instant answers in this instant gratification world. And it's okay to share with the people that you're working with that you will address that when you have the time and the energy and the space to do that adequately. Um, I'm not asking you to wait two days. Like I typically, I typically try to respond within 24 hours, um, but we don't have to answer immediately. And that is okay. Like you don't need to be all things for all people the instant that they want it. Somebody else's emergency may or may not be your emergency, right? Um, it doesn't mean that it's not important and that you don't need to do that, but it's okay. Oftentimes solving it in five minutes or waiting 12 hours to solve it is okay. So unplug. One of the goals that I have for rest, and I'm a little kind of nervous about this. This is where my anxiety comes in is a, a challenge that I want to offer to you. Or maybe if you've done this, reach out to us and share what you've done. You can share your story at jenschultz.liveinspired at gmail.com. And we'd love to talk about this, but taking a solo vacation. So is there a way that you can go on maybe a weekend, just you alone? Maybe it's, for me, I live in Michigan, so maybe it's a trip up north, or maybe it's camping, or maybe it's um, maybe it's just one town over, or maybe it's just going to a hotel for a weekend and having some books to read. But I want to challenge you to consider taking some time just for you, maybe a couple days where you can take a little mini vacay just for you. I know that's on my bucket list personally. I'm a little nervous about doing that. I've never, ever, ever done that by myself. And as many of you know my story, I definitely have travel anxiety anyways. I definitely have anxiety when I'm away from my kids and things are out of my control. So I know that that would be a stretch for me, but I also know the incredible healing and rest that would come from that. So um, that's something I would I would love to to try and I challenge you to try that. And if, if you've done that, share with us who has done that. So, you know, finally, just remembering that we can't pour from an empty cup. As leaders, we pour into people all the time. And if we don't take a moment to stop and let our cup refuel and refill, we are not able to pour into others. And rest is such an important piece. If we burn out, we can't serve. If we burn out, we can't serve and we can't lead at our greatest capacity to inspire and empower others. We can't create more leaders to help our ripple effect to go out into the world. We aren't as efficient. If we're tired, we aren't as efficient. How many times have you been sitting there in front of the computer working for several hours and you think, let me just crank through this or let me push through this. That's just 15 more minutes. There's actually a ton of research and Brendan Burchard did a lot of research on this. If you've read any of his work, one of his books is called The High, Performance, High Performing Habits. And he talks about this in his book and in his podcast. We actually are less efficient 
when we push through like that. So rest and breaks and and giving yourself permission to step away actually makes you more productive. So in a world where we're like, go, 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 more production, more production, more production, do more with less, do more with less, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep grinding, keep grinding. That's actually not true. It's actually not true. There's science and research that supports that rest and breaks and boundaries help you to be a better leader. It helps you to be more productive. It actually helps you to get more done. So friends, today I want to challenge you to give you permission to celebrate you if you are doing these things, if you are getting the sleep that you need, if you are taking breaks when you need to, if you are stepping away, if you're turning off your computer, if you're not checking your phone, if you're turning off social media after a certain time, if you're stretching or meditating or doing yoga before bed, find a spot have that be your designated resting spot. Do it every single day. You are worth it. Your people are worth it. You will be able to lead better and you will be able to be the healthiest version of you, which is which is what we want for all of you. Friends, I want you to know this and I want you to believe this. You are appreciated. You are loved. You matter. I'm so grateful to be in this community to serve with you and to grow and to learn alongside of you. I'm thankful for the people in my life that hold me accountable when I'm not resting, when I'm pushing too much. Um, I work in an amazing school where the teachers and the staff and the educators that I get to work with hold me accountable on this one. And I just had a a teacher say that to me this past week, Jen, when are you going to take time to just reflect? Like this has been a hard week. You can't Tell us to take care of ourselves and to rest if you're not modeling the same thing. So leaders, you are empowering your people and helping them to stay healthy and strong by modeling rest. So I'm going to do it. I want you to do it. I want you to feel good about it. I want you to know that by doing it, you're taking care of yourself and you're taking care of your people. And that's what we do. That's what we do as leaders. So friends, I love you. I'm thankful for you. Have a great week and we will see you next week. 